black hoodie wrap. And happy Mother's Day. This is our, our, our Mother's Day love. Mama's Day love. For our mothers out there. How have you been, man? I've been all right. It's good. Been all right. It's wonderful. Took a trip. Now I'm back. Yes. Nice little uh, sabbatical. Yeah. To Texas. It's a beautiful place, by the way. Yeah. Got to spend some time with some family. You know? Yeah. Simple things. It's a little thing in life that make you feel good, man. Facts. I know, I've, I've come to realize that and appreciate the little things. Yeah. Like my mama. My mama, I mean, she's definitely not a little thing in my life, I should say. You know, and, and if you are blessed to have multiple women in your life as far as that are like a motherly figure, like an aunt or your mom, your grandmother, or in some cases a great grandmother. You know, it's very important to uh, appreciate it. Even though I know they get on your nerves, and this is one, this is a, that's another thing I keep seeing too, is that a lot of people feel like, you know, it's kind of okay to distance yourself from family at all times, which is not a thing I like, you know, can subscribe to. But if you do have a grandparent, because I have no, I no longer have any grandparents. Both of my grandparents are gone, including my great grandmother, and you know who actually passed away five years ago. No, yes, 2015, six years ago, on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. She had tequilas on the way out. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> she had tequilas on the way up to uh, the big house. So. Yeah, uh, one thing I learned about them, what I learned from them, besides them, you know, my great-grandmother, I'll start with her. My great-grandmother was, um, I believe she was born in South Carolina and found her way up to New Jersey. What? You're just a funny guy, man. What? How is that funny? <laughs> she was born in South Carolina, found her way up to Jersey, and then ultimately ended up in Brooklyn. I'm over here like, oh, man, that's that's rough. I didn't know today was the day, and I'm feeling sad. And you just, yeah, she had tequilas on the way out. Like this is the only way. It's the only way. That's the only way. It's what you gotta. Uh, you, you have to. So that was, you know, my little G ma. You know, not saying that she drank with me at all, but you know, she was just something she didn't do. This is your great grandmother. My great grandmother. Yeah, she didn't. Um, but she is no. She didn't actually have a physical tequila on the way out, but. I feel like she was, you know, being levitated to heaven with a sombrero and a tequila. Incredible like, imagery, man. That's that's the only way I could think of it. And no, but she was, you know, Native American mother. She had a Native American mother uh, and a uh, a black father. Mm. So you know, uh, a Cheyenne Indian, I believe. Mm. So a Cheyenne tribe, I should say. So, you know, it, it's it's pretty cool growing up with my grandmother and my great grandmother, you know, and my mom. So I grew up in a house full of women. That's dope. You wanna talk about stress. <laughs> yeah. If I had a sister, I'd probably 
lose my mind. Probably. It just so happened that my dog is a woman as well, a female as well. Right. Which is magnificent. So imagine four women personalities in the same room. Yeah. At all times. You got courage barking because she just likes to bark. Mima's over there sitting there half asleep. My grandmother, Grandma, is just watching the news when my mom is coming home trying to figure out what, what's going on. Yeah. This is, and I'm just walking, coming from class in college. Hmm. This, is a, this is one hell of an image, I tell you. I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> these, these personalities that are under one roof, like, you know, that's definitely, you know, helped shape and mold me for the person that I am today. Right. Her story doesn't stop there. My great grandmother, she, you know, like I said, she moved from South Carolina. Well, born in South Carolina, moved to Jersey, then ended up in um, Brooklyn, where my great my grandmother and where she kind of basically started her life, as far as my family goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow we ended up in Long Island. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I, I mean, from what I was from what I was told is that my great grandmother had a uh, she owned an apartment building. Uh, yeah, she owned an apartment building, and it was it was it was lost in a fire. Apparently, there was a fire that happened, and caused you know obviously to everything to get destroyed and moved, and she had to move, and she ended up moving to Uniondale, Long yeah. Island, and again, <laughs> a fire happened, and they had to relocate again to Hempstead, Long Island, which is where you know I come to play. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm at. You know, and I, I thought about it the other day when I was thinking about I was thinking about her, and I was like, "Yo, she had three kids. One of them being when she was like 14." I'm like, "Yo." This is like frowned upon now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's not a good thing to have kids at a young age. I'm just saying it's just kind of weird mm-hmm. that it, it's like the, the, the roles have completely changed. But then again, you know, obviously life has changed. But just in general, it's just kind of funny that she had three kids. And the first one when she was 14. Yeah. That's like. And they weren't that far apart in age. They weren't too far apart in age. Mm-hmm. From what I remember, they weren't. But all three of her children are now deceased, including my grandmother. And um, it was pretty cool, honestly. I could say growing up with all three of them. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you had any um, experiences, I guess, with m- multiple women or should say with one? Yeah. Motherly figures? Um, I guess you could say three. Well, that I can remember. Um, my family always talks about how close I was with my grandmother on my father's side, but she kind of passed when I was real young, so I don't really remember her like that. I've always been close with my grandmother who's still alive. Um, on my mom's side, always been close with my mom. And then my sister, because of how much older she is than me, she's kind of been like a mother figure to me too, so I guess... Yeah, I would have three too. For like, as as long as I can remember, yeah, I'd say three. 
Because Karen's always been like that, you know. And she's real, like, she's just maternal with how she cares about people, even towards Carl. And she's only 10 months older than him. But, yeah, I would say um, three motherly figures my whole life. So it's a lot of feminine shaping and opinions going on. But I did have my pops and my brothers, too, so I guess it kind of balanced out a little bit. But my pops was always at work, so I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, It know. might have. It might have. He was there. Carl was there, too, so I don't know. It definitely matters, because yeah. my uncle left the house when I was 13. Okay. So I, it was literally, like, now, now imagine that. It was just <clears> a, a simple, we got one, two, a three-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. A three-bedroom house, one bath. In a basement. So there's my mom, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and my uncle all living in the same house. Right. And me too. <laughs> and, you know, I'm there as well. So it's kind of funny when I think about it. Like, that's a lot of people in the house. And, you know, like and like how you said about having, you know, someone the father around. And also just, just another male presence. You know, I didn't have that a lot. You know, I come from a single-parent home. And one of the few statistics that I'm uh, sort of proud of having, in a sense, of uh, being a part of a, a product of a, of a single parent mom, right. it's like, but you always would want, you know, obviously, I, I feel like that's why I think it matters, because I think you would always would want to have a father figure. And this is just my perspective, you know. My perspective is I'd rather have a, a shitty father then not a father at all because at least I have an example of what not to be. In I a got sense. you. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just an easier way to, to grasp, you know, to yeah. to to, uh, to to gauge it. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's, as long as he's around, it's, it's all good. You know, your, your pops are there, you got your mama there, you got your brother, your sister. Yeah. Sounds like a regular family, man. It sounds like a nice little, yeah. little Clarence-type family, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm not necessarily a part of that stigma that they try to put on black kids. I guess. It's unfortunately, not really a stigma. Unfortunately, but yeah. Seeing that I come from it, in a sense. Yeah. But it, it was. Uh, would you say? Are you, are you really close with any of your aunts? Yeah. And they have kids too, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. have, I have a bunch of those. I only have um, <laughs> I got a bunch of godmothers. I don't have any aunts on my father's side, but I mean, on my mom's side, you got Aunt Pearl, and then obviously my first cousins. So I guess you can count her as a motherly figure too. Yeah, yeah. Cause I got like my mama got friends. Yeah, and then there's the, <laughs> my godmother, and then all of my mom's friends who were also like godmothers too. So, for sure, a lot of motherly figures. I guess moms are really important. Oh, it, yes. Yeah. What? What? what are the, they are an integral part of life. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I have a like. I just think about this. I have one. I have. One, two, probably like five godmothers. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and I'm probably forgetting some because you know there's always that there's always them them godmothers that you haven't seen for like 20 years right. that pull up on you. Like I remember you was I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't remember you. I'm sorry, <laughs> but and there's no disrespect. 
Right. Because I, I, the love is always there, but I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. I got like five of them. Yeah. I got, yeah. There's Auntie, yeah, there's Auntie K, Auntie Mees, Dewey, Mikey, Gogi, yeah. About five, yeah, five or six, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and including their sisters. And, you know, so it's kind of funny because being around that many women, you would think that you would, like, I can't say you would think that you would adapt a lot from them. But in a, in a sense, you you kind of do. Like, I don't have, I can't say I have a motherly nature about myself, but I do care because of how I'm, I see my mom and my, you know, me and my grandmother did everything. Mm-hmm. It seems like something that is, what, what do you call it? Like, uh, it's like an innate personality that I have now. It's like to it's like to care about people and, and just go the extra mile to make sure, which is also frowned upon, in a sense, as a black man. You know, you can't care too much. That's not a good yeah. thing. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. How else you would put it? What are some of the simple things that they taught you though? That anyone taught you? Your mom, your aunts. One thing I learned from my mom, directly but also indirectly too, is how to treat women. And I don't think people talk about that enough. Like, people kind of like... How your mom treats you? Huh? How your mom treated you? No. How to treat women. No, that's what I'm saying. Based off of how your mom... Or just based off of your mother, I should say. Yeah. Okay. What was I saying? I fucked you up. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, people kind of like, they be like, oh, you know, I don't really want to, I don't really want a nigga that's like, I'm sorry, it's Mother's Day episode. I don't really want a guy who is a mama's boy or, you know, too close or too in tune with their mom or their emotions or X, Y, Z. But for real, for real, those be the dudes that kind of like treat women a lot better because, you know, they have that type of bond with their mom. And I feel like those kind of go hand in hand. So if there's anything I learned outside of just general life stuff, it would just have to be how to treat women, how to respect women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. Like I feel like that comes directly from the source, you know. And I don't necessarily think it's just people who have seen their mother in the relationship with the person who birthed them. I think it's just a general thing. Like, if you have that connection with your mom, you care about your mom, y'all have that type of, you know, in sync, uh, I guess, duality between y'all, then you know how to treat women kind of differently from people who just don't really care about that connection with their mom at all. You know? Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. I never, actually, I've never heard that take before. Normally, when you hear people saying that how they treat their, you know, a woman is they learn how, you know, from a, a male perspective, like how they how their, you know, uncle is, you know, interacts with their aunt, how their father interacts with their mother, you know, that's a, a, along those lines is normally how you hear the, you know, the interaction between, you know, male and female, I guess, and how to treat a woman. I would have to say. 
Well, I'll give you something that my grandmother told me. And she used to say it all the time. You know, it's, and it's, what did they say? Believe, believe nothing of what you hear and half of what you see. Because it, it's, it's a little, and I, I've come to realize that being what it is over the years as I've gotten older. As a kid, I'm not knowing what the hell is going on at all. <laughs> you tell me something like that, I, I'm just going to, I didn't grasp any of it. But now, that makes perfect sense. Because there's too many things that may seem like it is, actually it's not. And somebody will lie to you, right to your face, and then do the opposite. So, there's one thing that I learned. Believe half of what you see and nothing of what you hear. My mom, she always told me that I was a prize, more than anything. Because there's one thing, as growing up, I had a really bad problem with self-esteem and confidence. Wasn't really feeling it. And I used to think that I was less than all the time. That my, my mental, like my, I, I didn't, even though I was good at certain things, I was never confident in what it is that I was doing. Even though I was a really good football player, I didn't feel like I, I was, you know, I didn't feel like I had it. But there's times where I had to be reminded on a constant basis or just reassured that I am special. Not just, to know, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a cliche of what all parents tell their, ch their children. But it's different when it actually works. You know, when somebody actually believes what their parents are telling you. And it's also the interaction between the parents. Because a lot of parents will say some shit and then not really mean it. They're just saying it so that way you feel better. No. My mom didn't do that at all. She actually gave me the tools and, and, and the recognition that I needed when I did something good. Or when I did something bad, she would correct it. Or do her best to, or do her best to correct it. So... That'd be the first, that's, that's, that's the two lessons I learned. Believe half of what you hear and nothing, of what, sorry, half of what you see and nothing of what you hear. And then I am special. I am a prize. And anybody is worthy of being in my presence. Sounds arrogant, but fuck it. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> so what are a couple of things that you've done for your mother? Um, I don't know. It's a lot. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, like, what have you done for her? Like, in other words, like, have what you, gifts have I gotten her? Like, what do you mean? No, like, you could give her whatever gifts it was, whatever things you made her, you helped her realize about herself that she probably told you about. You know, what, what, what kind of reflection of her is shown on you? Hmm. I don't know. You answer that first. So, I don't know how to answer that. And my and what I've done for my mom, I guess, is I, I've shown her that there are there were there are flaws in people, and not just not, not that she didn't know that already, but I mean as far as far as as flaws in her as well as myself, because there are certain things that she said that she felt like she could have done differently, or approached differently. That would have ultimately, obviously, helped in situations that, you know, 
that have presented themselves to me. Also, it's like, besides giving my mom a, 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 a plethora of aggravation <laughs> over the years, I can say that I, I've done enough to make her believe that I, you know, I, I could be somebody. You know, not just somebody that's just a serviceable person in the, you know, in the world, just in general. You know, I feel like I showed that I could actually be great in something. If I, you know, obviously if I keep doing it more than, more times than not. And besides, you know, the little gifts that I've given her here and there. You know, I actually still need to pick up a gift to her. Before I forget officially, because, you know, how my paycheck is set up, I probably won't be able to give it to her on Mother's Day. So, yeah. There's a couple of things that I could think of off the top of my head. You know? Jesus, were you able to think of anything that you might have uh, um, stumbled upon? I guess maybe just in a real general sense, uh, you know, I make her proud. I feel like that's that's a lot, cause there's a lot of things that I make her proud in, and also I guess you could say she knows that she's done a really good job raising her kids when. She looks at the type of people that we are. So, I guess you could call that reassurance or gratification in her being a great parent. Yeah, something along those lines. Okay, and given that, given them what they sacrificed, Yeah. do you feel like, yeah, I, I, it's going to sound kind of crazy, but given of what they sacrificed, do you feel that you've given her or them a, a, a serviceable return on investment? Hmm. If that makes any sense. I don't know if the word serviceable is, is, you know, is useful there, but a pretty decent uh, ROI. Return on investment. Based on how I feel or how she feels. Because I feel like when she decided to make whatever sacrifices she made, she was given that when her children were born. And we've had that conversation. That return on investment comes immediately. And you know that, which is why you sacrifice what you sacrifice. Now, if you're talking about from my perspective, that's different. Well, yeah, it'd be, it would be from your perspective. Okay. I, 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 honestly, so, do you feel that you have given her back your RO and the, a, a decent return on investment? Maybe I'm on my way. I'm not satisfied yet, but maybe soon I'll be satisfied. I feel like I have... Gotten close to it? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. I kind of feel the same. In a sense. Sort of. 
because I was, my mom was fairly young, I guess you could say. She's 25 when she had me. So, you know, at, at the time, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, as of right now, nah. I haven't given her a, a full return on investment. Do I feel like she's proud of me? Yeah. I feel like I've done, you know, uh, it's again, and I said, I said about this before, I hate the fact that there's potential involved. There's a lot of, I don't, I don't like potential. So the fact that I have a lot of potential in doing something, like I said, you know, for her, as far as making her proud, is probably what bothers me the most, which would, which would make me feel like I'm not giving her the back, giving her back the ROI. But, it's just, I feel like it's, with, I feel like with time, we would see the true fruits of everything. And the fruits of our labor, including hers. Right. You know, because I, I, if, if, if I were to say it, my grandmother probably hates the fact that, well, she does hate the fact that I, I or hated the fact that I stopped going to school. You know, then again, because she has two master's degrees. <laughs> two master's degrees. One in business and another in criminal justice. And I felt like the only way for me to actually give her the proper ROI is to become a doctor, which is kind of always made me feel like with so much pressure. I was like, I don't think I even want to do that. I don't even want to be a doctor, but Dr. Dawson doesn't sound too bad. Right. But that's a lot of, that's probably another eight, you know, six years of schooling hmm. at this point. But, yeah, you know, all I got to do is finish in their eyes. In her eyes, all I had to do was finish. And, you know, so we had that conversation as well. Where it was like, you know, she rather she rather have, rather would be, would want to be alive to see me walk across the stage. And that's how she said it to me. Hmm. Which kind of sucked, because at the time, I, I was like, I don't feel like, you know, me and school were not friends at the time. And for her to say that to me kind of made me feel a feel away. But when it comes to the return on investment with my mom, I feel like I'm a whole lot closer to, to with her than I am with my grandmother. You know, and my grandmother was going to school around the same time I was going to, you know, middle school and high school. I actually went to school with while my mom was going to school. Mm-hmm. We had a bet. She still owed me a hundred dollars, but we had a bet that that one semester, whoever had the highest GPA, had to get the other person hundred dollars. And I won by like five tenths. Nice. <laughs> or something like that. It was pretty funny. But yeah, that's that's what it would be. No. No. Yeah. But I said it could have worked. No. It would have interfered with the audio. Oh, damn. Really? That sucks. We got to figure out a way to do this. Yeah. Officially. Anything, any any last words about anything? Any closing statements? If you have a mom or a mother or a motherly figure, um, regardless of Whatever the nature of your current relationship may be, 
Just let them know that you love them. That's all. Yeah. Don't ever take these people in your life for granted. Yeah. Especially grandparents. Because grandparents do not last forever, bro. Yeah. They do not. Yeah. Because I, le- I legit sat back one day and I was like, damn, I have no grandparents. <laughs> and that's including two grandfathers, you know, because my grandmother married twice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, both of my grandfathers are gone and my grandmother. And since I do not know my father, well, my father's grand- my father's parents, I have no clue if I have any more of those grandparents. So it is a very imperative for you to tell these people that you love them. Now, granted, I know everybody has their own circumstances and stuff like that, but that's just the easy thing to say. I love you and keep it moving. Right. Like we're going to do to the outlet pass. Moving on to the outlet pass. So over the over the past couple of weeks, uh, actually the past couple of months, Steph Curry's been wilding. Steph Curry's had, what, two 50-point games? Mm-hmm. Two fifty-point games, a plethora, a, a smorgasbord of forty-point games, and has catapulted his way to the to, to number one in scoring. Oh, <laughs> in just a month, and the crazy part about it is, their record is still what tenth in the West. Mm-hmm. I think either tenth or ninth in the West. Yeah. And I know there were talks at the time of, like, how Steph believes that he was MVP. And I I can't subscribe too much to that. But I can say that he he was able to will his team back into a playing situation. Oh, that's another thing I want to ask you about. How do you feel about the playing situation? Because I know it didn't seem like there was too much of a problem last year about it. But this year, it seemed like there's a lot of ruckus. A lot of people talking about it now more than ever. Well, I feel like last year the circumstances were a little bit different because of the season being what it was in the beginning, the middle, the middle, the middle, and then the end. So it was cool to have the little playing tournament shit. Niggas, people were coming off being rusty and, you know, the teams hadn't really gotten reacclimated to the courts and all that. It was different. But it being a solid thing, I wasn't really expecting that, and I don't really like it that much because I feel like it's never been that way. Why I make it that way now? It's supposed to be the top eight teams in the East and the West. Just keep it simple. This whole playing stuff is a little weird, successive, and it kind of drags it out a little bit longer than it needs to be dragged out, I guess. But it is what it is. It's nothing to really feel now because it's not changing. I think it's unnecessary, but can't do nothing about it. I think they could change it. If there's a uh, with the vote in the player association, I mm. believe they could do it the next time they talk about the next time they meet about it, like the yearly meetings. They could do it do away with it, but I don't know. I feel like it's unnecessary for the amount of teams that's involved. You know? Like it would make more sense if it was just for like the eighth seed. Right. Or unless the, unless it's a tie for seventh and eighth. You know, then you would have so you would have like seven, eight, nine. You know what I'm saying? Where the, the the person that the the team that is the seven seed would right. necessarily have the um the quote unquote bye week. 
Right. In the tournament, mm-hmm. but there's no reason I, I wouldn't. I don't understand why there's this the tenth, the ninth, eighth, and the seventh seed involved. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. But because it's because all I feel like that's just well again, and I think Shannon Sharp said it. It's really just there to see if they can um build up the revenue that they lost last year. Mm. You know, having more games and well, sort of more games, in a sense because and that's another reason why I think they did that is because they also lost. You know, they lost ten game. I uh, lost ten games this season. Yeah, it was a seventy-two game season opposed to an eighty-two game season, mm-hmm. eighty-one game season. Sorry. Right. So, I, I I understand it, but I like I said, I'd rather it have been for like the the seventh, eighth, and ninth seed opposed to the tenth. You know, and opposed to the seventh through ten seeds. That was where I don't agree. You know, personally. Because, you know, what if a team it just happens to be pretty damn bad <laughs> and, you know, wins the the uh, the playing tournament? Right. You know, because the, that's the thing about basketball. It's not, it's not supposed to be the same as, like, football, you know, or, or the same as, as college at that. Right. Nobody has that kind of feel. I'm actually, kind of, I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't do that with the WNBA since they used the WNBA as, like, the uh, the guinea pig to all of their – Freaking ideas, mm-hmm. you know the whole. Remember they were talking about this, just the top eight teams playing against each other, or the top sixteen teams playing, yeah. regardless of conference. Mm-hmm. They do that in the WNBA now. Oh, okay, they've been doing that for what? I think this is the the fourth year, third or fourth year of them doing it, mm-hmm. and it's, it works out pretty good. So, but in the NBA, I don't know because then it's gonna be how are you gonna break that down? You know what I'm saying? How would you break it down when you got you know, ten ten Western teams and six Eastern teams. Right. <laughs> so that's the reason why I think, even though I think that would be better rather than the playing tournament, but I don't know. I feel like that's just what this what it might be. Also, Russell Westbrook is also creating a lot of history. This is now his what fourth fourth season, mm-hmm. fourth fourth official season of averaging a triple double. And again, we, we've said this before. Nobody's ever averaged a triple double in NBA history. Even though you can look at the numbers of Oscar Robinson, he damn near did it for the first four seasons of his career. But again, you know, decimal places and rounding ups is what you would have to do in that case. In Oscar Robinson's case, it was like he averaged 30, 30 points a game, nine point nine assists, and and ten rebounds, or it'd be ten it'd be ten rebounds and nine point eight assists. Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing that a lot of in his first four seasons in the NBA. But Russell Westbrook has averaged a solid triple-double over the past four seasons, which is amazing. Yeah. And he's about to be, what, he's, what three games off so far right now? Three games off of the all-time record? Four. Four games? Mm. So, yeah. No, I think it's, well, it's three now because of that, the game that just passed. Oh, okay. I think it's three now because of the game that just passed when they played Indiana. I think that or whatever game just happened like a couple of days ago. Because there's four games left, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's four games left, and he had, or there was, I don't know, something like that. In other words, he could break the record with no problem and still have a couple of games left to spare. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Russell Westbrook and where where does this put him in the in the pantheon of point guards? 
I think it's good that he's getting these accolades that he's getting and setting these records that he's setting because it might be the only set of accolades that he sees towards the end of his career. So I'm happy for him. That's very harsh. No, it's not. It's real. I don't see him getting a ring unless he's on a team with another or several other superstars. And I don't know where that's going to happen at or how it's going to happen. So I'm glad that he's getting this type of recognition now because what he's doing is impressive. And there are a lot of people who come into the league do similar things in other categories, but don't get any recognition for it, and they leave the league with no accolades, and it's very sad to see that. I guess. That's easy, man. He was a league MVP. Does have a couple of scoring titles under his belt. A few assist titles. Obviously averaging four, you know, triple-double for four straight seasons. So he has, I, I don't know, I think he'd be, I think he would have been decorated anyway. More, you know, more so than not. Opposed to the other people, you know, that kind of stuff separates him, though. A lot of people have the, a lot of the things that you just said, and nobody really gives a shit about that stuff. Like what? A lot of people. Well, I have one, I have one in MVP. Six titles, MVP, scoring titles, it's nice. But when you can say that you have the most triple doubles of all time, it's more impressive stat than the things that everybody else gets all the time. That's something that nobody has. Yeah, but He's I mean, the only person with that. So yeah. the distinction is why I'm happy for him. Of him having triple-doubles. Of him basically. having a distinction that sets him apart from everyone else. Because yeah. he's probably not going to have a ring. That matters. That's what I'm saying. So it'd be the, the triple-double being the distinction of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying that I don't think he'd, been, he'd still be up there Considered one of the greatest, regardless, and not necessarily overlooked. I, I, don't, I don't think I don't, he, I don't, I don't think, think he was on the road of like Charles Barkley necessarily. I don't feel that way at all. You know, I do not think he would have been considered one of the greatest anything, at all. I don't think people feel that way about Russell Westbrook, but that's your opinion. So you know, it is what it is, man. Because I know Charles Barkley like that too. Someone like Patrick Ewing, on the other hand. It kind of angers me, but he didn't necessarily do what we thought was gonna, he was going to do. Even though he has a Hall of Fame career, I don't believe he. I don't think he's ever won an MVP. I think he won Rookie of the Year that year when he was a rookie, and just a regular perennial All Star throughout his career. I don't know. I just feel like Russell was doing a little bit more than the people that that are normally forgotten. You know, especially in this era. So, who do you think is going to uh, has has your playoff predictions changed or wavered since the last time we spoke about playoffs? No. No. Nope. One thing did come true though. You actually did say that the the Phoenix Suns could be number one, and they stayed number one. Yeah. I'm I'm happy for the Suns, man. They playing their asses off, yo. You can't be mad at good basketball. I got a friend that's a Phoenix Suns fan. Mm. Shout out to Ace Brav. <laughs> He's always talking about the Suns and how it was, you know, they were gonna get better. Just you know, just wait. And it's kind of funny. I didn't think it'd be able to happen with with Chris Paul, you know, mm-hmm. being the, the the catalyst. Of all of this right now, you know, obviously DeAndre Aiden coming into his own. Same thing with Devin Booker, as goes without question, and Mikael Bridges has been 
very, very pivotal lately. I was kind of surprised about that, but them boys is balling over there. Monty Williams yeah. probably win coach of the year. Yeah. It's either between I, when it comes to coach of the year, I think it's either between Monty Williams and and, and, Co- and Tom Thibodeau, mm-hmm. two of the two two players, two coaches in the league right now. I, I would think Julius Randle will probably win most improved. You know, Nikola Jokic is most likely gonna win. You know, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. I, I don't even. I'm not even 100 percent sure who I could ever give that to, but. This year, I can't tell. I truly can't tell this year about defensive play of the year. But do you, so you think any any upsets in regards to the uh, the playoffs? Do you think any us? Um, upsets. Let me see if I can, if I can pull up the bracket for you. Right now. So let's just say if the playoffs were to start now mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference, let's just say Indiana and Washington lose their quote, the quote unquote tournament, right? Top eight teams in the, in the East, right? Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, New York, Atlanta, Miami, Boston, and Charlotte. Mm. Those are the top eight teams right now. Mm-hmm. So we got Philly playing Charlotte, Brooklyn playing Boston. <sighs> Milwaukee playing Miami and the Hawks playing the Knicks. Okay. Who would you say? What would you say would be the upset in, out of the, in the first round? In the first round, what would you say would be, would be the upset? Who's Brooklyn play? Boston. And who does um, the Sixers play? Charlotte. Okay, and who who do the Bucks play? Miami. And the Knicks and the Hawks. Mm. Four and five. I mean, you think it would be pretty much a, a similar high seed wins in yeah, the first round? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see um, Giannis letting the team lose again to the Heat. Although that would be the one. That could go away. I don't think Brooklyn's going to lose. But then again, you don't know. But I don't think they're going to lose. The Sixers are not going to lose that series. So, I think everybody up top will probably come out in the East. West, different story. I don't feel that way. Yeah, in the West, you got Phoenix, Utah, the Clippers, Denver, Dallas, the Lakers, Portland, and Golden State. Oh, wow, no, Golden State's... The ninth seed now. I mean, the eighth seed now. Yeah, there's definitely upsets in the West. 100%. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't know. The Lakers can't. Yeah, the Lakers can't move up. I wish they could. I don't know. Well, they could. Where they are right now, they'd be playing the Clippers. Hmm. That's dope. Which is kind of what people wanted, but not like this early. Obviously, people didn't want it this this early. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. Honestly, I'm from, on my side on the, on the East. I think the only the upsets will happen more so in the second round, in yeah. the first round. But it, if it were the upset for me, it'd probably be be the Philly would be Philly going down. 
Nah, I don't think so. That, no, I'm saying I, 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 if there was an upset, it'd be Philly going down. Because Miami, everybody knows how Miami plays. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a new kind of, you know, it's not like a new feeling when it comes to Miami. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte, on the other hand, now that LaMelo Ball is back and he's still playing, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a, a bigger issue mm-hmm. for them. Now, granted, I don't think they have an answer for Joel Embiid. But if that's I think that's where the, the upset would be, if anything, mm-hmm. in the first round. But again, personally, I think the all the upsets will happen in the second round. Right. So you got because in the second, if that's the case, the second round you got Philly playing New York, and Brooklyn playing the Bucks. Yeah. That's within itself. You know, the the only upset that everybody was would say you know would be the New York over Philly. Hmm. Because it, or Milwaukee over Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and that's very unlikely. But then I can't that. say no. I can't say very unlikely. I think that but that'd Bucks, be the upset. I think the Bucks can beat the Nets, but everything has to be clicking for the Bucks, and everything has to necessarily not be clicking for the Nets. It's happened. Well, by then, hopefully, everybody be we would be healthy on both yeah. ends. Mm-hmm. You know, you got we have James Harden coming back. Kevin Durant's already been playing phenomenal. I was just I was just telling you the top two people in the league right now in three point percentage is James uh, Joe Harris and <laughs> Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. At like forty eight percent from three, right. which is bananas. Mm-hmm. So I don't know on the West. Um, I mean, I, I, I if the Lakers and the Clippers play, I got the I got the Lakers winning. Clippers are easily can, can easily lose that, mm-hmm. and you know, depending depending on if playoff Paul shows up or if Kawhi doesn't is he if he struggles, it's over with. Because yeah. you can't have continuous series where your superstars struggle as bad as they have and on a consistent basis throughout the game. Right. And that's, that's what I think the, the issue has lied hmm. with the Clippers. Same thing when Houston was playing. When uh, James Harden was in Houston, it says, you can't have consecutive bad shooting games. Right. And the Clippers have a lot of those sometimes. But, you know, then again, if Anthony Davis can get his ankles right – and, you know, LeBron can stay healthy. You know, it might be different. Might be another another uh, thing to, to worry about. But I think the most exciting series is going to be Portland and, and, and Utah. Hmm. I think that would be the most exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Portland and Utah. C.J. McCollum and oh, Damon, Damon C.J., Versus Donovan Mitchell and them guys over there, hmm. I don't know, man. That that seems like I don't know. It looks tough. It looks tough. But I, I got. I think in, in the conference finals, I think it'll probably end up being um probably L A. Because I was gonna say if they win, so yeah, L A. might end up playing the the Lakers. Might end up playing. Can they play? Yeah, they can play Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Do they play it be in this conference or the sing, uh, second round? Might be the second round. Second round. So yeah. It would be second round. Mm-hmm. Because they're the one seed. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, we got some time to see. See how it's going to roll out. Because we got, what, 
approximately a couple more days. Yeah. Sunday the 16th is the last, um, what's the name of the regular season? Hmm. And then we take, we take a little break. <laughs> we take an off-season break, which is another reason why they had the plan tournament, which makes, okay, now it makes sense. Now it kind of makes sense. But, yeah, we got until May 16th. That's when the the play the, the playoffs actually end. So, we'll see what goes on from that. You still got the Lakers at five? Yeah. So, the Lakers at five. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still think I, I have a feeling that Brooklyn's gonna go in seven, but I, I want the Lakers to win in six. Mm. I want the Lakers to win in six. <laughs> I really do, because they would have. Oh no, they wouldn't, because they're still following the two four the 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 two two one one format. So it'd be it'd be two. Yeah. They'd have to win in Brooklyn. I mean, they have to win. No, they can win at home. Okay, never mind, no. It's good. They they will go two in Brooklyn, two in L.A. Oh, no, they, yeah. Yeah, one in Brooklyn and one in L.A. Back to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So they have, they have to win in L.A. In game six. They'd have to. Well, they come back to Brooklyn, and I don't think it's, it's going to. Hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. Granted, I want the Knicks to win it all, but let's be a little realistic here. Huh. Shan Sharp talking that shit. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep moving. I, <laughs> we'll go to the basement bar today. I just thought about this the other day. It sounds like a little summery drink. Nice, little cool. Pineapple mango madness. You know, pineapple mango juice. Tropicana John. Or... The tropical mango lemonade from Wendy's. Just busting. With some of the Ciroc summer citrus. Either club soda or Sprite. And you got yourself the pineapple mango madness. Sounds delicious, don't it? Yeah, it does sound pretty good. Throw a little, I don't know, I might, have to, I might have to spruce it up a bit. I might try it over the weekend. It's a possibility. I haven't been drinking, so. Nice. It's a possibility. Dude, got to start caring about their health, yo. You got anything else to say in closing, man? No. Yeah, just. I think that's it. I think we covered everything. All right. You love your mama. Stay hydrated. And we'll talk to y'all later. <laughs>